welcome to In the Lap of the Pods Queen podcast with Paul, Joe and myself, David. So it is October the 1st, 2021, and it's the release date of Roger Taylor's sixth studio album, this whole album, whatever you want to call it, and that is called Outsider. So what has happened is we've all had one listen to it, and we're going to just give a quick sort of reactions to it about what we've heard. And if there's anything from memory from the songs, certainly pick things out, but... um, just overall initial thoughts on it. And uh, then what we're going to do is we're going to come back, you know, maybe a week later or run about a week later. And then we're going to talk about, I guess, the songs in a bit more detail and see if anything's changed for us. If the album's improved, does it get worse? <laughs> you know, where is it exactly is it, is it sitting? Because I think it's always, it's always difficult to know what an album truly is like after a first listen. Um, some albums are pretty easy to, to make your assumptions after one listen right enough, but um, not every album's like that. So we're going to give this album a chance. And uh, yeah, we've already listened. So I'm going to to come to Paul. Paul, when did you listen to it? I listened to it at uh, two o'clock this morning. Um, I, checked, I checked Spotify at a minute past um, midnight and it, and it was there. It appeared you know, right on time. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're on time. I, they're on time. <laughs> uh, so my my break in work was at two two a.m. to four a.m. So I I stuck it on then and just scribbled down some notes. So yeah, came home, went to my bed, woke up. I've got my notes here, ready to uh, talk about it. Yeah, ready to do it. Yep. Joe, when did you listen to it? Um, just before the pod, I wanted I wanted it to be really really fresh. So I I stuck it on about an hour ago. So I literally just stopped playing about 15 minutes ago. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same after I stuck it on around about, uh, aye, about an hour ago. So yeah, it's all very uh, new, very new and fresh to me. Um, so I'm, I'm right in saying you guys had already heard the clapping song, hadn't yes. you? Yes. Um, yeah, prior yeah. to this, I hadn't even heard anything. I hadn't heard I, I'd, uh, I'd heard the, the, the other one. The, the last the, song. We were just trying to get by. I'd heard that as well. All right. Oh, I, with I, Katie Tunstall. Katie Tunstall, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right, I've heard right. that one. I hadn't heard that. Right. And of, and of course, the last song, um, that that's that cracking video that came out about. Aye, that's right. Yeah. Aye. Johnny's Aye. End. Johnny's End. Yeah. Right. Okay. The one, the one he's just walking with the cane through the. Oh, right, see, I haven't even seen that. So how, have I, you not seen the video? No, no, no video's oh, cool, man. Video's cool. video, man. Aye, cool oh, video, man. Check it out. Um, so I hadn't heard, I hadn't heard anything. You know, a single note of this album, like so prior to. Um, but I know you guys have heard a couple of couple of tracks before it. Um, so I guess what we'll do is we'll just kind of just let's 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 talk about what we heard and. I, I suppose initially, what what were we expect? What were you expecting, uh, Joe? I'll come to yourself first. What were you expecting from a new Roger Taylor solo album in twenty twenty one? I'll be honest. Pretty much exactly what I heard. Um, okay. it, it lived up to pretty much everything that I thought it would be. Yep, aye. Uh, there wasn't any real surprises for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what yep. a familiar territory. Paul, aye, much the same, really. Um, uh, it's yeah. I, I think when you know rock stars get you know start hitting their seventies and all that, <laughs> it's uh, it's all very reflective and all that and laid back and you know uh, 
you know, there's you know, sometimes the anger kind of dissipates and all that, and you and you just get like, um, yeah, um, a certain type of sound, and I, I, I kind of, yeah, I kind of expected it would be like this. Even even just looking at the artworks, you kind of know this is going right. to be a, this is going to be a, you know, he's going to be contemplating things in this album, you know, a, re- a reflective, yeah, sort of it's, thing. It's, yeah. it's not going to be like a rip roaring, you know, fun in space type type deal, you know, yeah. Um, Ah, uh, yeah, but I it's uh, it, 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 on first listen. There's 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 some interesting stuff here. I've got to say, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I I'm, I'm exactly the same as you, you guys. You know, as as we usually, you know, we usually agree. I I got what I expected to get kind of thing from the album yeah. as well. You know, there was nothing nothing surprising in it at all. Um, I would be back. Oh, you know, you you oh, okay, mm. but. <laughs> Not a lot of that, I have to say. Um, I mean, Paul, you've talked about um, Roger being reflective in his 70s and rock stars tend to be that way, but Roger's kind of been making these albums as the 90s, to be honest. I think, I think, um, I mean, also happiness and electric fire to a degree. I think he was still making albums like this. So, you know, and Fun and Earth, uh, which I'm not massively familiar with. Um, I'm I'm not really, no. You know, it's, it's, you know, there's a few few rockers on it and things like that but i think it's very much um from same territory again so joe so what give us an idea of what you how would you rate the album how how's it how's it in the first listen for you um 10 out of 10 uh, uh, uh well, okay i'll give you that later um i don't think it's a and it's not a, a Besides the clapping song, which I think is shit across the board, I think that's just fucking terrible. Which you know, which is okay in a way because it isn't his song. Apparently, it's an old yeah. song. So, yeah, it's an old guy. So I mean, that's that's pretty cool. It wasn't wasn't one of his own songs that you know really sucked bad on it. So um, I think it's on first listen. There's parts of it that are very. Kind of dire- a wee bit directionless, I think. I mean, I think the whole album, well, on first listen, obviously, this might change like a week down the line when we come back to it. But there's like, like most of the songs on it aren't for me. Don't on first, I don't really feel like finished. They all feel very, <laughs> very uh, open ended and uh, structure wise. I mean, Roger is quite crazy when it comes to structure. Anyway, we know this. He's mental. You know, yeah. he, he takes songs and all, and that's partly why we love him. But with this, um, besides one or two tracks that I think are quite cohesive, I think it's just ideas that he's put down more than songs, proper songs, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but saying that, I, I mean, I, I, listening to this, I didn't, I was in no way irritated by by it. Um, yeah. And I wasn't like, like you know, falling asleep into my cup of tea either. So it wasn't like anything that, that was kind of low-key on it. There was parts of the low-key stuff that had cool melodies, you know, that had some in- some interesting lyrics uh, for a change because Roger isn't really well-known for having great lyrics, but there's, there is some little bits of words and stuff would come out and I'd be like, you know what, that, that's actually pretty good for him. Um, yeah, it's kind of what I expected uh, and I expected it to be quite kind of disjointed anyway, mm-hmm. just, just because uh, a guy this long in his career, like Paul was saying, the best he is by, I don't care who you are. Rough summary. Well, yeah, well. Uh, yeah I, I would agree with most of that. Um, I, I, maybe it was the time because it was two in the morning that I listened to this. Uh, to this, it was it was a very pleasant experience actually. 
Mm. You know, that kind of chilled out, laid back, uh, late, kind of late night music, almost kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, you can't go in first listens, but um, yeah, the, uh, as, uh, as Joe said as well, there's nothing on here that I'm not like, oh my God, that's fucking terrible, you know. Um, but at, at the same time, there's, there wasn't anything I'm like, ah, you know what, this is kind of boring. It, it actually kept my attention. But having said that, that could just be because I was listening quite closely because I had to do this. Of course, I. If I'd have just stuck it on, you know, would, would, they have, would I have been paying as much attention? Who knows? I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's, there, there's, some, there's some actually quite lovely things on this. Um, but having only listened to it once, there's a lot of stuff I can't remember. And it hasn't stuck, but... You know, um, my future me, you know, that will be tacked on to the end of this, but I'll, I'll probably uh, be able to um, fill, fill in the, the blanks a little bit more, hopefully. Future Paul, you, you're letting them know how, how the album is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, uh, I, there's nothing, as I say, there's nothing I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, you know. Much the same as, as you both. Um, I, I find um, I find that it's, it, there's a lot of repetition on this. Is there's there's you know it's like oh right another one of these oh mm-hmm. another one oh yeah yeah another one uh, oh do you know what we'll throw another one in as well. It's just acoustic piano wistful. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so I do agree. Yes, it's that you know Joe mentioned directionlessness of the album. You know, I think that could be leveled at it on first listen. Um, I think it starts really nice. I mean that. Tides, uh, the song starts yeah, really. Yeah, it's, it's really, yeah. really nice, you know. Nice piano, and obviously the waves crashing and all that. And yeah, you know, it's nice. It, it kind of leads the album in quite, you know, quite well. Um, but I mean, even when you get to like there's some some moments on it that kind of some rockers on it and things like that. Well, ish, rockerish yeah. kind of songs. Very, um, very, very polite rocking. Yeah, I mean that the the third song, more kicks, long days, journey into night life. Roger, his long titles again, man. He loves him. Nah, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I mean, the guitar sounds really nice on it. Really, really mm-hmm. kind of crunchy, kind of like guitar and all that. And his voice still sounds great. Like his you voice know, is great. Aye. Given it's a guy in his seventies now, you know. Aye, yeah. totally. Um, I thought the sax bit was really cool in it. The sax- saxophone kind of solo on it, and you've got a kind of, uh, you know, sp- speed up thing. He goes kind of rock and roll towards the end. Aye, but it, it, but it's weird. It's weird how Joe talks about the songs not being fit. Not not weird. It's actually it totally fits because um, it's exactly what I thought. And this is an example of it. It starts off a song and then it just cheese off like nothing. It's just I a like, jam. Yeah. Yep. And totally. it's like, what was the point in this song? Aye. You know, um, I really wish he'd have finished it because it was that was not the most exciting thing in the world. The, the, you know, the first part of it, but. It was, it was still, it was holding my attention. And I was like, okay, it's got this bit. And then uh, it's going to go back. It's going to go back to another verse. It's going to, you know, we're going to kind of wrap things up here. And it doesn't. It nah, just it doesn't go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like it's just been jammed completely and not finished off. So it's yeah. a, bit, a wee bit of a shame. Um, but I, it's, it's just, I mean, the last the last song, you know, Journey's End, you said there's a video for it. So I'll need to go and check that mm-hmm. out, actually, now that I've heard the album. But um, there's a lot of Floyd-esque stuff on that, you know, yeah. you can hear, we talked about Roger a lot with that kind of stuff, and uh, I think there's a lot of Bowie in this, This the way he uses his voice, actually. Aye, totally. Reminds me of David Bowie on this, but 
Um, but some of the stuff, I mean, Joe's saying some of the lyrics are, are, are good on it, and, and um, the, the ones I was picking out are very kind of, I guess, kind of like obvious, like, you know, feels like I'm on the outside looking in. I mean, all right, I've mean, ah, been yeah. used and fly like an eagle and stuff. You're like, geez, you know, somebody else write the lyrics for this guy, you know. Um, ah, but that then, was the strong points. <laughs> and it, it, it rhymes nations with crustaceans, which is fucking cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool, man. Uh, <laughs> singing about some crustaceans. <laughs> He's talking about his underwear, man. <laughs> that, that's something we're all trying to get by, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Aye, aye, aye. That's aye. right. And then, and then, obviously, he's got foreign sand on this again. Foreign sand was on happiness, so he's redone that again for this album, which I don't really the know. Lack, why. Obviously, had a lack of material, aye, but just aye. leave it off and then keep the 11 tracks or whatever it is, you know. Ugh, I don't know, anyway. Just again, first, first impressions of it. Um, the clap song is bizarre, I don't really know why it's on the album. It's um, you know, it was sang. I just looked it up. It was sang by someone called Shirley Ellis in 1965, but it didn't really do anything. It was recorded again by Bell Stars in 1980. Bell Stars, so yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember, that, that's the version I remember. That's the version you remember, right? Could, uh, yeah, because apparently that was a top 10 hit in the yeah. UK. So, yeah. but you I mean the horns sound good on it? That actual horns sound, sound pretty decent on it. Um, but again, I just don't know why it's on the album or why he decided to. to a cover of this mm-hmm. I think overall just just my thoughts I just yeah it's I don't hate it it's just it just kind of it just hums yeah it doesn't Aye. go up or down yeah. it just kind of you know it does like exactly that. I thought it would be like that yeah, anyway yeah. yeah exactly that's kind of so, when, when, when I was glancing at the titles uh, you know and I saw gangsters are running this world uh, I thought I've been a bit angry that, that's a, uh, this'll be a yeah. rocker you know it's not it's really well, not the, sec- the second part, the second one part is, is uh, the, I will the purple, uh, the same, version. Uh, the purple version but this uh, one it's a kind of funky rock kind of tune yeah, it's got a double kick in it. Aye. Aye. It's, 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 a, it's a sort of shove it vibe as well. Aye, it's, it's, totally it's a very, very yep. kind of like cross shove it vibe. Yeah. Um, Keyboard sound shite on it though, man. Keyboard <laughs> sound really sound like bad. Sound like it's fate. Sound like it's fate. I think it's a demo and he's just I liked it. it. I, I wrote down uh, amazing 80s keyboards. Aye. I must In fairness, in first listen, I didn't hate them. I didn't hate them, but it was very dated sounding. Aye. Yeah. Uh, there was one wee bit on isolation. There's a really cool cello bit in the background. Just taking wee basic notes here, but, um, but we can come back to these these things in detail. Um, you know, when we listen to it again, yeah, we come back for the second half of the pod. We can we can sort of delve a bit deeper. But um, that track isolation, the one you just mm-hmm. mentioned, um, the, the vocal melody, and that's very reminiscent of a Springsteen song called "Jack of All Trades." It's on all right. the, the Wrecking Ball album for twenty thirteen or something like that. Ah, so, okay. so just I was like, that's that's Familiar. a Springsteen song, and I actually I had to get a wheel through quite a few things. Now I was like, it's that, yeah. I, I don't know if it's deliberate or anything, but it's just it just reminded me of it kind of thing, Aye. you know. So yeah. obviously, you know, it's a Roger album. Springsteen, Springsteen will be in there somewhere. You know? <laughs> somewhere, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I think I think the biggest. I mean, there's there's two things, two things after I stopped listening to it. And two immediate things that came to me. I thought, I thought Roger's seventy-two now, isn't he? And potentially this could be his last album. Who knows? He may have one more, yeah, and that'll be it. Um, and you're just thinking, you know, when you're when you're that close to, I don't want to be horrible about this, but when you're that close to to death and to the end, um, 
you know, you, you think you'd want to leave something really meaningful, you know, and maybe start really, really saying, I want to make a final statement here, you know. And I'm thinking, does, you know, I was looking about the lyrics to you, work with some, a poet or something, get a poet to write you all your lyrics for you and then just put music to that and mm. do it that way. And just, just to give your, give the, the classiest kind of like best of yourself one last time kind of thing. And another thing I thought was, as a drummer, there's not a lot of interesting drums happening on this album, and that's a shame because Roger's a great drummer and he's, he's very he's got good ideas. And you know, I just wish there was a little bit more more interesting things going on. But of course, we've, we've talked about that in the Queen podcast. You know, that there was not a lot of interesting drumming happening in Latter Day Queen either. So, um, so that's a shame. You know, I'd, I'd prefer to hear a lot more interesting drums and maybe a, a little bit more. I know it's all wistful and kind of self-reflective, but I think some of the, the, the you know, the phrases he's using are a bit kind of overused and, you know, that kind of thing. But listen, it's okay. I mean, it's not, it's mm. not in first listen, it's not the worst thing I've heard, I have to say. And uh, I think it deserves another listen at least anyway, yeah. you know, just to see, see exactly. Yeah. How it goes. I mean, some some of this stuff that's kind of washing over you that, that on second, third listen, you might that you know there might that you might find something there that hooks you in and all that. Who knows? You know, but mm-hmm. aye, yeah. uh, no, absolutely. It's, it's a aye, it's a pleasant uh, on the, the the listen that I had is it was a, a pleasant experience, and you know that's uh, these days that's that's a that's a plus point, I think. Yeah. Um and, and and it was good that he didn't make it too long as well. It's forty seven minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you you start making things eighty minutes, you know, the quality just you know is, is going to is going to shear off anyway. Um yeah, I yes uh, yeah, that's another plus point. as uh you know as smooth and you know almost wishy washy in places that it is. It doesn't. It's not overstaying its welcome. It's not another, you know. Uh, we're not getting another 30, 40 minutes of the same stuff. You know, it's yeah. just, you know, um, and I think that helps it as well that it's not too long and all that. And the tracks themselves, I think the the longest ones about six minutes or something like that. Is it? Uh, it's the last song. I John yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. So six minutes. So so again, it's not ten minute. You know, plodding. You know, just wrap it up kind of thing. You know, in uh, fairness, I probably couldn't have taken another track right enough. That's I, 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 <laughs> I don't want to be so, cruel, but it's just one of the ones so, I probably could have I, taken another one because it'd have been the same I, again, probably. You, you're saying he can't, he can't finish a song. We'll, we'll give him some credit for being able to finish an album, you know. Uh, uh, you know, because <laughs> um, they probably there's probably another, there's probably another 10 tracks that are this kind of stuff, you yeah. know, sitting in, sitting in the vaults, you know. And I think I did is just. Last thing I'm going to say, and then I'll let you guys finish off. But um, I think the wistful, self-reflective stuff's all good and fine. I'm, I'm not expecting Roger to come back out and you know, and I'll try to say like have it all rocky and kind of you know eclectic, not that necessarily. Which would be cool if it was. But um, if you're going to do that stuff, at least shake up the instrumentation a wee bit. You know, it's acoustic piano. You know, but I, you know guitar effects and stuff you know it's like I don't know you, I don't know fucking harpsichord or something I don't know fucking I don't know mix it up a wee bit you know because if you do you know you put a sax in a lot of the things come on do one I only had one song with sax 
get the sex alone. There's not enough sack in the whole album, though. That's the problem, man. Nah, that's a sackless. <laughs> um, so I, 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 it'd be good if he'd, they'd done that a wee bit, you know, and because the thing is, like, see, folk, folks like singer songwriters, folk singer songwriters and stuff, they can have a whole album with acoustic guitar and, and vocals, but usually the acoustic guitar is doing absolutely fantastic stuff, and usually the vocals and the lyrics are, are saying something really, really cool. Yeah, the whole and that's a big so. difference. See, just strumming on a an acoustic and singing kind of hackneyed phrases. That's not exciting. It's no so. Mm. Uh, uh, so I just want to make it clear. I'm not saying that you can't have a whole acoustic album. Of course you can, but the acoustic needs to be doing something really, really interesting, and the the, the lyrics need to be better. <laughs> right. So right. Um, uh, anything, any well, anything, anything more, Joe? You've not really said much. Anything else? Um, anything else final to say before we kind of wrap up and then take another listen? Are we back down the line? Um, not really. If I'm honest, it's like I I think both of you have said it all. Really, it's just that that's exactly what I thought it would be. It sounds like Aye. an older guy. It sounds like an old rock star guy past it. Um, but past it, but he's not creating music like I said that, that that's offending me in any way. And I'm like that's shockingly bad. It's just it's just bland. For Aye. the most part, that's yeah. that's probably my. But that would be the word I would use to describe mm. the whole album and first listen. Pretty bland. Aye. Shame, shame. But mm. who knows? I mean, it's not been there, you know. I think overall, you know, if we do, if we mash all three of us, what we've said, it's not not the worst thing. It's no. it's just no. maybe take a, another listen or two to sort of solidify what we really think about it. But. um what yeah. I will say, what the one thing I will say, and I'll, and I'll say it in the future one, consistently through all these songs, his voice is great. Oh, yeah. aye, he's singing. I still can sing. Is aye. superb. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's it, nice I, to hear him again, isn't it? Aye. It's nice to actually I, hear him again. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. aye, totally, man. Yep. So, yeah. aye. So, Roger's still singing well, and uh, some interesting things on this. Um, mm. But yeah, we'll pick it apart a wee bit down the line. So, we'll come back to this. So the second half of this pod will be us having digested it over, yeah, next three, four, five days, whatever it is, and then we'll come back and we'll and we'll see where we're at with it. Maybe just the same, I don't know. We'll see, but we'll certainly possibly certainly pick away at the tracks a wee bit closer uh, if there's anything particularly interesting going on in any of them. All right, well, uh, I will leave it there, and the next part will be here, like right now. No. <laughs> okay. No. 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 Hello, everybody. So this is the fourth of October, and we've had about three days, roughly, and um, maybe just over three days to sort of, uh, I guess, consume the album a wee bit more and see if anything's really changed from our initial uh, initial thoughts on the album. Um, I've actually got my own physical copy of it now. It came a day later after we did the initial uh, initial reaction, so I've been I've been listening to that since, um, and I found it a very different experience. It's it's bizarre, but we'll come to that. Um, how many more times have you listened to it, Paul? I would say about five times. All in, oh, yeah. more on top yeah. of it, right? Okay, yeah. Joe. People nice. know you're going to say, I've not listened to it. <laughs> no, 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 I have listened to it. No, I won't be talking about it. I've listened to it. 
I've listened to it twice, uh, three times in total. I, in total. Um, I've been really okay. busy, so I've just been trying to kind of squeeze it No, in. that's, that's. I mean, it's, it's it's a fairly short period of time, to be fair. I mean, I think we, we, we intended to do a bit a little bit later, but just all our commitments has made us talk about it a wee bit sooner than we were going to. But um, I have listened to it uh, four times in total, so in between the two of you, so... Uh, so we do a wee bit I can because now I've actually got the physical copy. There's actually some detail I can actually say about the album now because I didn't really know much about it and Aye. these kind of things. So let's get a wee bit of wee bit of kind of information on it. So the album was produced by Joshua J. McCree and Roger Taylor. So they, they did the production on it, which kind of stands to reason when you hear the kind of certainly the drum sounds and things like that. I think it's kind of you can kind of hear that thickness that they're you know the way they certainly mixed all these recent. Recent things, so you can actually hear um, that happening. <laughs> this is interesting, right? So, all instruments, Roger Taylor, right? And you're thinking, right, cool. Except, and then there's a big, massive list. And it's like, <laughs> didn't he really play all the instruments <laughs> then, Roger? Did you? <laughs> um, so, there's a few things. I think what we'll do is rather than me reading it all out, when we come to certain tracks, I'll, I'll mention additional uh, personnel on, on the tracks cool. rather than go through a big list of people because that probably doesn't make too much sense. But it was recorded in Priory Studios UK, which is, I think, just Roger's studio anyway, um, in Cornwall. Uh, and uh, aye, that's pretty much just the, just the kind of first wee bits of information on it anyway. I've got obviously the lyric sheet in case there's any lyrics that you kind of pick out and you've forgotten them or anything, we can have a wee look at some of the bits and bobs. But uh, so it's the LP I've got and it's a quite a nice nice package, 100, 180 gram vinyl and Roger's looking really, really cool in all the 40s as well. Ah, so, as he always does. He's a handsome <laughs> motherfucker. Ah, yeah. yep, he does always look good. And uh, nice artwork in the back as well. Um, yeah, they're kind of, it's like, like the... a wee, kind of like a, dancing around a wee. So oh, that's pretty cool. That's like is that like yeah. an actual drawing? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of painting. So it was by uh, oh, it's actually kind of weird the contrast between that and the front cover. It is, uh, yes, it is a Batman. I that the painting on the reverse is by someone called Mervyn Peak, um, and that work is used by King, uh, with King permission of the estate of Mervyn Peak. So I'm assuming Mervyn is no longer with us if it's the estate of. So, um, but it's a nice, nice, nice bit of artwork. Pictures look great, you know, Roger. His acoustic guitar behind his kit, and uh, it's a very simple and elegant package, I'll have to say. So, there you are. So, <laughs> just like the man himself, just like the man himself, indeed. So, um, so I had a wee chance to look at the Journey's End video as well, and um, I watched that today for the first time because I remember you guys saying that you know it was a good video uh, and all that. Yeah. It really is. I, I it's really excellent. Uh, also, there's uh, a few, a few bobs being spent on it, yeah. It's, well, it's very expensive, I see it's been done. Uh, Quite quite classy as well. It's kind of you know, and I and I think that's that's the, I think that's the kind of, the thing about Roger out, outside the cross and maybe you know maybe the first couple of Roger arms he, he sort of approaches things with a bit of class. You know, it's. Mm. You, you think know, he so would have ca- carried that on? I was, I've been sorry, I didn't mean it. Yeah, no, go for it, Joe. Aye. No, just um, I, I was listening to this album and stuff and mm-hmm. thinking to myself, if Freddie was still alive, you know, he could maybe. I'm thinking, you know, in the context of if he was to bring any of these songs towards Queen, mm-hmm. it would have been a very different Queen in 2021. If some of these songs yeah. were used, if you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Try, you know, which maybe Queen would have, you don't know. I don't, my dog's going to have it's not. Fuck off, you, you dick. Go on. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, just it'd be quite interesting to think if, if you know, if they were mm-hmm. one or two and made it. One of two to Queen, it would have been a very uh, yeah. different Queen. Because I think um, 
I think when you think about a song like uh, "These Are the Days of Our Lives," it's not a million miles away from some of the things on this, so you can oh, actually you can you can kind of yeah. hear um, how how it some uh, might be interpreted 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 slightly. Yeah. Um, so Completely. you know, um, from a Queen point of view, but um, mm-hmm. it's weird. There's not there's not much. There's only one moment on this whole album, and it's right at the end um, when they go, when it when it says fly and it goes up like that. It sounds very Queen like harmony wise. Yeah. But yeah. there's actually nothing else on the album that reminds me of Queen at all. Other than obviously Roger's drum, the way Roger drums, you know, the backbeat yeah. thing he does, you know, with the, the yeah. you know the, the closing the, the open heart and stuff. Um, but no, no, it's just none of it reminds me of Queen, but but that's not surprising because it's not a Queen album. And when Roger would present these songs, they would be you know turned into Queen songs. And yeah, Brian's guitar on it, make it undisputably Queen. You'd have Freddie on it, you'd you know, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, probably it's, a lot of Roger's demos that he presented their band didn't sound yeah. necessarily Queen that much. Aye, you're right, because like yeah. it's fun in space, there's not really any of that sounds like no. anything Queen, but it's kind of funny to think how mature a lot of this sounds like there's a maturity yeah, yeah. in a lot of this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Aye, aye. I mean, who knows? Who knows where the band would be at this point? You know, it's it's always these. It's always it's that interesting game you sometimes play with yourself. I wonder what they'd be doing. I wonder what what would have happened mm. after the miracle and or after a kind of magic. How how far back you want to go and you know what journey they'd have taken. But it's a nice game to play. But anyway, but I suppose back to back to Roger. Um, uh, Paul, I'm gonna gonna come over to you. Has anything changed since since you since you first listened to it? Um, so the first listen, I, I kind of enjoyed it, and I think, uh, as I said at the time, it was down maybe down to the time of a night that I was listening to it. It was like two a.m., and you know, and it's a very laid back album for the most part. Um, and they, uh, on first listen, uh, there was there was wasn't anything that I thought, oh my god, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and having listened to it, you know, another five times or whatever over the weekend and stuff. For me, this is a this is a very very good album. Um, there's there's stuff that kind of washed over me in the first listen, but I've managed to get in in there in, into the grooves so a little bit. And uh, there's some, uh, you know, you 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 can criticise it because it's you know it, it's maybe a little one dimensional and all that. But if you take it as a reflective album by a, you know, an elder statesman or rock and all that, you know, that type of stuff. It's excellent for me. I, I really like, I really, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed listening to it. In fact, before we just come on, I, I was listening to it again. And yeah, there's, there's some really great stuff on here for me, you know. I can, you know, I, but I can absolutely see why some people would, be like, would, would say, oh, you know, it's boring and, you know, all the rest of it. But I'm I'm kind of like an old guy, you know, and you know, I, I I'm the older I get, the more I like this type of stuff, you know, like um, old grizzled old men, you know, just moaning about the, how crap the world is and all that, you know. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I I've enjoyed it. It's a it's a very very good album for me. Yeah. On first listen, um, I was very much in line with you, David. You know, I thought it's a little bit too much of the, the same thing. But I'm kind of like Paul in, that, in a way, like, more I listen to it, the more I kind of get into the, the you know, because the preconceived idea of what you maybe want, what you maybe expect, although it was very much what I kind of expected anyway, but I think once you get past that and you just kind of listen to it as an album and it plays, um, 
I think I there was a lot of stuff that kind of like Paul said, kind of I wasn't really that enamoured with, but obviously the more I listened to it, um, I became quite into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a level of maturity on it, but I mean maturity can also you can get maturity, but you can become boring as well. You know, yeah, there's a difference yeah. there for me. You know, I mean, there's guys who are quote unquote mature rock stars who just write fucking bland music, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily think that this when it's in its later moments, is bland, actually. I think there's still really nice melodies here. I think, yeah. I think there's really smart instrumentation. I think there's still some reaching for, for you know, something rather than just, you know, it's, it's very much not just like three chords on an acoustic and a piano and then it ends. You know, you, you can tell he is. There's little bits and songs where he goes off in tangents like we know him to do. Um, and it sounds like a Roger Taylor album, and that's not a bad thing. And yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I must admit, Hi, bar one or two moments on it. This, this is a for me. This is about a a five out of ten, five and a half or, or a six out of ten. But I've said this in the past. That's to me still a good. You know, ten it's being being an absolute classic. If yeah. you're getting five to a to a six, you're still doing very well in my opinion. So I would give this about a, a kind of you know a, a heavy five or a light six, if that makes any sense. Hey, it's it's good, man. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I I'm I'm exactly the same. Um, I, when I first listened to this album, I thought, "Aye, I'll just put it on the shelf, and I'll probably, I'll probably be years before I even pull it out again." Um, just and it'd be it, curiosity's sake, can I, you know, to 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 listen to it again? Um, but no, that's that's changed big time um, over the last few days. I've and I think. Um, I was I was saying about um, having obviously the, the actual physical media. I think there's something. I think it just adds a percentage on it as well when you're actually mm. holding the lyric sheet and reading the lyrics as it's playing. And you, it's a you full know, full experience. Full experience actually, and you're yeah. looking at the artwork, you're looking at the photos of Roger. I think that just does enhance your listening yeah. experience. I had it the, does. I had the headphones on. It came through on Saturday. I was working on Saturday, and I came in and it was sitting there, so I cracked it open, put the headphones on, and just lay back and listen to it. And it's a very headphones. So I stuck it on, and 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 that was the first time it really hit me. Very, you know, it was the second lesson actually that I was like, it, was, it hit me differently. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm almost exactly the same as Joe, and the fact he almost took the words out of my mouth. In fact, it's like you've you've listened to it the first time. So although yeah, I totally agree. I I I, I got what I was expecting to get, but you know what you've got in the first lesson. So by the time you go to the second lesson, you know. What you're in for, yeah, yeah in terms exactly. of dynamic. Yeah. So no then, surprises, so. there's no surprises. So you, then you can d- delve a bit deeper after yeah. that. It's, it's yeah. like most, it's like most albums that you're unsure of, isn't it? You know, the yeah. first listen, a few listens, and then you start yeah. finding, you know, finding the, uh, you know, the music between the grooves and all that. As you said, Paul. Over the years, I've always found that see, see when you put an album on and you like it right away, that that's where the alarm bells start. Aye, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Too, it's too, it's too, it's too yeah. surface. It's too surface. Yeah, yeah. Too yeah. Fed up, get fed yeah. up with very quickly. It's, yeah. it's the ones that you have to work a wee bit yeah. harder. Yeah. that they end up sticking and be, you know be, being re, you know classics or whatever. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. um, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I mean, this this type of stuff, um, especially having someone like Katie Tunstall on one of your songs, it could it could have veered dangerously into bland Radio Two 
Uh, yeah. Ed Sheeran type fucking uh, shit. I was a little bit worried. Afternoon, kind of I was a little bit worried when I heard she was on one of the yeah. songs. And I, yeah. I, don't, I don't mean any offence yeah. to her or anything. I just, I just had that yeah. was the same kind of fears I had. But that's that, that's where she lives, Radio Two in the afternoon. Yeah. You know Aye. that. Yeah. You know yeah. that's, and it's, it's not for me, but and, and no harm to uh, to the lassie. She's she's got a good voice and all that. You know, but but you, you you're like um, you know, uh, but but there's the, you know. Um, that, that particular song maybe isn't the one of the best on it, but, you know. It's okay. Uh, no, it's, it's all right. Okay. And know, I think she sings, sings it reasonably well. It's understated. It's just, yeah, yeah. you know, just support, really supporting Roger's main, main you know, yeah. main vocal. Um, yeah. I, 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 it, it could have been, it, it could have ended up being a, a kind of twee, kind of, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you're, you've tried something here and it's you've, you've made an arsehole of it, but, Absolutely not, because I think one of the, one of the factors is that he, he, he does know how to layer instruments and all that. You know, he's, yeah. he's always been good at that, even you know back back in the Queen days and all that. Um, and uh, his voice as well. He's, it's, it's got that beautiful kind of darkness in it. You know that it's so aged well, man. His voice yeah, is yeah. really aged well. Yeah. Aye. And, and there's bits where it kind of goes into falsetto, slight falsetto. Aye, but it breaks yeah, up. Oh, it's just so yeah. fucking beautiful, man. Aye, yeah. but I, I like his falsetto because he yeah. can tell he's it's an old man falsetto, but that, yeah. that's not a dig yeah. at it. Yeah. It's and it's, and it's, it's that, it's, it's it's the that can, beautiful kind of ragged aye. glory kind of thing. Yeah, aye, break, not, you can hear it break. It's the way Latter Day Boy was like that, he would do kind yeah. of falsetto things and you'd hear it almost like that. that yeah. And the kind of, you know, a wee bit in the voice and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it, why don't we why don't we pick out a few tracks then on this? I mean, I, I, I don't think we're going to go through every every song, you know, track by track, unless unless you know that we end up doing you know, just inevitably talking about every track. But um, we'll start off with the first song. So the first song is Tides, um, and what we'll do is there was a little press release on the Queen website, Queen Online, and Rogers. Uh, talks about most of the tracks on it so let's we'll read out yeah. what Roger's saying about each each one that he comes cool, in so, so this is Tides so Tides just completely came out of a feeling my house is by the sea and the tides come in and go out you can set your watch by them you can rely on them in a way that they can almost be a friend it's about the inevitability of our short term here our sure passing Pretty deep, grim, fucking partner right there. Right? <laughs> this album, this album's got a very, it's very uh, talking about mortality. I think. Aye, totally. I think he's really, he knows. Uh, you know, he's getting closer uh, yeah. to the end. <laughs> I think he's. No, I think that's it's, a, yeah. it's almost like he's drawing a line. Yeah, yeah. Under something. This Aye. is this is going to be the last one from me, kind of thing. I, I uh, think that's that. Even Johnny's end, end in the album would suggest yeah. that's probably you know this will this will likely be it. You know. Yeah. Um, Aye, definitely. You know, which which is. Which is okay in some ways, but in, in saying that, you know, the more I get into this album, the more I'm thinking, what more, ah, eh? ah, give, me, give me just one more, Roger, you know, I'd be all right with that, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, Tides itself, I mean, I think Tides is one of the, the best songs on it. It's, it's, I think it's a yeah. lovely song. Lovely. And lovely. The, way, the way it just kind of kicks in as well, you know, after the piano, you just get that kick drum coming in, just fading in slowly, mm-hmm. you know, and then you get that really kind of like the piano, the down, and it goes down, and that kind of dark kind of synthy bit. You know, in the mm-hmm. middle, I think it's just in the, the weak and arpeggiated synth that comes in. Um, I just like the atmosphere on it. I think it's just it just the piano sounds beautiful and that that mm. BVL piano at the start. It sounds, nice. it sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's lovely, it's lovely. 
Very, no. very similar to Journey's End, and I feel like Journey's End and that are very, I know, very that, okay. they're almost connected. So yeah. it's probably there yeah. is probably something related to them, you know, in Roger's yeah. head, I'd imagine. But yeah, um, and, and both of them, you know, I, I push at this moment in time, I'd probably say both the Tides and Journey's End are my two favorites on, on the album. But mm-hmm. um, but there's, there's, there's still a lot of good music on this. Um, what about yourself or Tides? Is how does that sit, sit with you guys? Oh, oh, it's lo- it's lovely. It really is. Um, very atmospheric. Uh, the, the the piano to start and the, the you know the sound of the water and all that. But just just lovely. You know, it's a lovely way to start the uh, the album. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't think there's that that much in terms of lyrics as well. You know, it's it, it's just kind of repeating. Uh, my only friend is a tide or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's lovely and his voice is great and. Yeah, it's I really really nice way to start it, and uh, and it sets the mood for the rest of it. You you, you know what you you you, you kind of know what it's what this is going to be. Yeah. You've, you've you've seen the artwork, you've heard the first track. Yeah, you're, you're like right, okay, we're 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 in this kind of world now, you know, kind of thing. Um, I think I think I'm sure I said uh, I saw some I can't remember what it was that Roger said the theme of this is kind of isolation, you know, like. It's very uh, based on the lockdown and all that, you know, the COVID thing, um, you know, and, that, and this is when a lot of the songs kind of came to him and all that. So, well, that's it. I mean, that kind I, of flavour. Yeah. Um, just looking at even in the like the press release and stuff. Um, so, it said composed in Cornwall uh, during the first lockdown in 2020. The album's mm-hmm. opening track, Tides is mournful, blah 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 blah. So, I it's it's um, obviously that that and then. Obviously, Queen's tours getting cancelled and all that. I say Queen, Queen and Adam Lambert. Sorry, I should say, um, they're them getting postponed. Then he obviously decided I might as well make some music and, and then go out and tour because their tours postponed again. So he's obviously out and tour um, at this moment in time. You know, he's played a few shows already. Um, uh, I, I mean, isolation itself. You know, the song "Isolation," which will come to obviously is completely and utterly about COVID. And I think it was it last year "Isolation" came out, or was it earlier this year? It was that was another song that came out quite. It was. I think it was last year. Was last it? year, wasn't it? Uh, the end of last year or something like that. Uh, it might have been last uh, year, or certainly early, very yeah. early this year. You know, because I do remember that coming out, but I, I couldn't remember anything about it in terms of a song. You know, and, no, uh, you know. Um, but no, I think it's I think it's a lovely opener. Um, I think it's a really, really nice, nice song, and and again, as Joe's picked out at the start, you know, there's when you actually, you know, you know what album you're getting, you can actually hear some really, really nice instrumentation on this as well, you know, and just mm-hmm. again, the space that we, Rogers always been like that. It's always tons of space in his in his music, mm-hmm. uh, from fun and space right up, you know. Obviously, when you get to shove it and mad bad, but yeah, that's the cross, you know. So they're slightly different, and um, they're a bit more dense and a bit more going on in them, but. And his actual solo albums, um, there's, there's always gaps. I mean, we, we did the B-sides recently, A Human Body, the space even in that song, the B-side, you know, it's... It's in the title, man, Fun in Space. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, mate. I'm going to a wee sound effect for that. Aye. There you go, man. That's that, mate. Fun in space, mate. Maybe um, he's getting sick of Queen Clutter and everything up, so he just thought, fucking yes, there's fun in aye, all aye, these gaps in the music. This is where Brian would be, but he's not fucking here. And he's again, too busy writing back to the shite. I, and I think, um, <laughs> and I think in some ways, um, like 
when you think about, you know, we've talked about this a million times, but if you think about a kind of magic and you think about the, the actual original version, the Highlander version, how much space is in that song? Oh, there's loads. So there's, uh, before they're singing and stuff like that. That's the drum beat. Doom. And then it turns into all this stuff going on. It's just it just turned into something where Rogers had this song that's just been very measured and just wee bits of guitar coming in and out and go, you know what I mean? And then and then it turned into this kind of like pop, kind of like disco driving, whatever you want to call it. So so you so I think that's the thing. It's an interesting thing that you said at the start, Joe, about you know what would Queen do to some of these songs? <laughs> Cause, Aye, cause, ruin them you know, probably because they, you know, they, they, you know. And I think in some way, I don't think it's always been the case because I think in Gaga, I mean, Freddie worked hard on that, and I think oh, that it, you know, that that's oh, turned yeah. out really that's turned turned yeah. out brilliant on that one. Yeah. And um, you know, but there's there's going to be it'd be it'd just be interesting to hear. I mean, I know there's like the visible visible man demo and all that, but I don't think that's particularly good either. You know. Aye, but some of the other demos would be interesting to hear what he originally came in with and what they, oh, aye, <laughs> you aye. know, what, what what they did to kind of just make it into the Queen sound, you know. And I think I think it would have been a mixed bag. Some would have been better in demo form, probably, and some would have been better as Queen songs, you know. But ach, anyway, actually, can I just say on on, on a similar, just and similar to what you're talking about, I'm listening to a podcast cast just now that Paul put put us in uh, in touch with sort of thing, and it said uh, the vinyl guide. So uh, it was a really good podcast. Um, no, it was, wasn't it? I no, it was, me, it was David. I oh, was it you, David? Sorry, I'm credit. I fuck you, Paul. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, the point is, he interviews um, Queen's um, basically Queen's archives um, guy. Greg archive. Brooks. Yeah, that's the guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was talking the the guy who does does the podcast. Uh, can't remember his name. Sorry about that. Uh, but he was asking some really interesting questions. He was like, you know, obviously you're you're basically opened up to the vault to go in and he says, you must have heard a lot of interesting things. And he says, oh, I says, I've heard evolutions of songs mm-hmm. um, that people will never hear. And uh, I was like, fuck, man. I, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's like what Michael Michael Legg said when he came on the Flash podcast. He's like, "Where's the Queen anthology? You know, where we just, you know, it's like the fucking like I, I, well, the he forty-two CD box with just that, all the different versions." You know, I, he spoke about that, and he was saying that um, you know he's he's brought that forward to Jim Beach on a right on a few occasions over the past. I think yep. he's been doing it for twenty years, mm-hmm. twenty odd years, just assembling so and, and cat- uh, cataloging things and all that. Uh, right? And he's brought it to Jim Beach, and they still they still haven't. Um, agreed on what way they would tackle it, whether they right. would release it as one big massive box or do it three albums at a time, like mm. you know, you know, uh, that way. Well, um, but, but they would uh, make more money if they trickled it out. So, ah, they would because if it was one massive box, it'd be about a fucking grand to buy it. But in so, saying that, I don't, I don't think it would be. I don't think these things would be big sellers. You know, re-releasing greatest hits will still get them a good few thousand sales and streams because it's because it's simple. It's to, too to geeky. Yeah. I, I think, I think ah, they're really they're there for like the total geek queen fans, you know. So I don't think I think there is well just putting it on a big box and just. I mean, because we would all pay the silly money, but like, what? And then we go, I am all done. I, I, would, <laughs> you know? I, would, I would, for that, I would die. But, yeah, he, but yeah. it's, it's just interesting because you were saying, you know, about the evolution of these songs. He says he has heard. He didn't go into great detail about what he's heard, but he says he definitely has heard, you know, songs in their, in their infancy and how they change. So that would be unbelievable to hear stuff like that. Yeah, even he said even Borap as well. He, he's heard stuff like them talking while they're writing bits of Borap on tape that's been caught. And I mean, that all shit's right. fucking. Ah, that would be unbelievable to hear that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's gold. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I suppose back to Roger. Um, so the next track comes in is I Know, I Know, I Know. When I first heard this, I, I was a little bit, ugh, I don't know. Mm. But I, I've really, really grown to like this song, actually. It's yes. got a bit of that kind of, it's almost got a bit of the Jealous Guy thing about it, a wee bit, you know, John Lennon. It's got that kind of vibe to it, you know, the apology to, I assume it's an apology to his wife for being an asshole, you know, which most uh, guys most guys probably <laughs> do on a regular basis, you know, after, yeah. after married to, to um, somebody, you know. Um, I have to apologise to the other half, you know. Um, but uh, so Roger says about this song, it's a bluesy apology for some very human wrongdoing. Is it autobiographical? I think you should make up your own mind. So he's pretty vague on it, but mm-hmm. you can kind of read it and say, ah, he's just, ah. He's, he's made an arse out of his wife. And he's <laughs> it's probably just being a grumpy old bastard. And he's that's a wee apology for him. I mean, Aye. I'm a grumpy old bastard. He's a grumpier <laughs> older bastard. So. <laughs> It's kind of something that's quite harsh. I mean, I mean, how many nights have I failed you and left you to drown? It's pretty harsh, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, left you many... to drown? Fuck me, what's going on? <laughs> um, and how many times did you tell me that's just how love fades and dies um, when you kind of make excuses and lie about things and you're saying to me this is how we'll end up kind of it's nothing in all that. It's kind of quite, well, quite maybe, cool. Maybe Roger's been delving into other, other females, man. I don't know. Who, who knows? Who knows? Or the drink. Or the drink. The <laughs> drink. The drink. Because I think on the first uh, the first listen, I was a bit critical of the, the lyrics, and Joe was kind of, oh, there's some good lyrics in here. And mm-hmm. and it was actually after the second listen, I actually started hearing the, the better lyrics. I just heard immediately. The, the focus you know, on the crap ones. I... The, the rubbish ones were coming out to me more than the good ones, you know. But there is, there is actually some decent writing on it. Some, again, the sums a wee bit kind of. But um, I, I like this song. I think it's uh, I think it's a good... Um, and I think the mix is really good because the kit sounds really big. Mm-hmm. The kit sounds really big on it, but it's kind of low in the mix and reverbed up, so it just gives it a wee kind of interesting kind of um, sound to it. And I think overall, when I first heard it, I thought some of the the mixing was a bit muddy and, and not very clear. Um, but listening to it the second time, I'm like, no, that's that's a really lot of good good engineering and mixing going on in this mm. um, this this whole album, to be honest. Um, but do you don't think see the weird thing at the start? It almost sounds like a ringtone at the start of the song. Aye. Then, it, then mm-hmm. it finishes with that. It's like it's like it's like a fucking doesn't even fit in with the, the song necessarily. Aye, it's it's, bookended. That's weird. Aye, right? yeah, aye, it doesn't fit in with the atmosphere of the bluesy vibe or anything. Uh, xylophone kind of thing. Nah, it's kind of sounds aye, like aye, it's aye, a, but it sounds like a ringtone. Aye, I think he maybe just that was an afterthought or some shit. I'll just uh, need something before it kicks in or something. Aye, bit weird. So we, I remember in the first one we talked about more kicks, um, and we 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 talked about it started strong and goes into this big, like pointless blues jam or, or uh, just jam 12, at the end. Twelve uh, thing at the end, uh, and uh, I, I I've not really changed my mind too much nah, about that. Nah, I, it's, it's, it's got be, yeah. because I know it, it, again because you know it's coming. It, it, it rests a bit better on you and stuff. Um, I just think it's a shame. I still think it's a shame that he could have finished that song off. Aye, because it's got potential to be a decent aye. rock tune. Because eh? the, the first part of the song is, is pretty good. Yeah, it's, aye, uh, aye. it's, got, it's got a bit of swagger. Aye. I wrote that here, aye, swagger, aye. Aye. That big Bonham type uh, yep. drum, drum groove. Sound, you know, it's, yep. it's very Zeppelin, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, cool, it it's cool as well that I still think it's cool on an album that's kind of as reflective as this. It still wants to rock out a bit as well, mm-hmm. albeit kind of cops out halfway through the track and just becomes a bit of a weird jam that doesn't really go anywhere. But 
But um, I admire that, you know, it could just, you know, be another one of those old dudes that, that from start to finish the album is very much low-key, but he's you know, he's still got a bit of fire in his belly, yeah. obviously, which is cool to see. And he's and he's voice because it's obviously oh, about a bit of bit of granny again, you know. And a it bit sounds of power. great. It still yeah. fucking sounds brilliant. I could listen to the guy fucking. I yeah. mean, he imagine that guy just sitting singing at a campfire with a guitar at night or something. Just say, I mean, they're fucking unbelievably great. I mean, the guy's one of my favourite singers, and he's the fucking drummer in my favourite band. It's bizarre. <laughs> uh, I know. Come on, come camping with us, Roger. Aye, come on, come on, get a tent out. Come on, so that's playing a great place up Loch Lomond, man. I'd be brilliant, man. imagine that, <laughs> going, going camp with Roger, man, that'd be all right. He'd fucking oh. hate us right enough, but we'd love Glencoe, it. Glencoe, man, any, we'll go to the islands, anywhere you want, Roger, man. Cornwall, man, Cornwall's nice, man. Ah, we'll, get down, we'll get down to his ending. Aye, Roger, we'll be, we'll be down at Camry's back mate. garden. <laughs> and he'll have his machine gun centuries shoot us to death like Ed 209. <laughs> we'll you have 20 seconds to comply. <laughs> you got 20 seconds to comply. <laughs> 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 Is <laughs> that the window of his castle with the turrets for the guns? Into an end. Well, what, is, what does Roger say about uh, more kicks? Uh, it's about Into an end. It's about Robocop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says that that's a bluesy non apology. So he was saying that, you know, I know, I know, I know, it was a bluesy apology. It's a bluesy non apology. And he says, um, you know, the interviewer's putting, putting it to him that you can still pound away in the drums, and he said, oh, yeah, I can still clobber away, but I like to think I clobber with more subtlety these days. Maybe not quite as much power, but more technique. So there you go. Yeah, fair enough. Guy's a great drummer, man. Aye, man. But I, I mean, I think this is this is throw away, but not throw away in the, in the sense that it... it That's not the invisible it. man or anything. No, it's not. It's, not yeah. it's got some artistic merit to it, but it's... it's Aye. And it's a straight it's a straight rocker, mostly, but just... just uh, I finish, just, finish I know, it. I just, it's, yeah. uh, just, it does frustrate me because it could even, have been good. Even fast forward to Johnny's end at the end of the album, you do have a kind of big bit in the middle where there's, there's kind of, you know, it's mostly kind of ambient sounds and kind of mm-hmm. like things swirling about and all that. But then it, it, it resolves itself. It comes back Aye, to the vocal exactly. again, and, and yeah, you know yeah. you're thinking, right? Well, that, that's all I had to do is just kind of go back that, to that speed from up the start. bit. Aye, speed up bit, and then something to hook you back to the, the original bit and just finish off the song. Because that's the thing. I mean, you know, we all like songs that don't necessarily follow a, a con, you know, a, no, a conventional, conventional structure. structure. Absolutely. Yeah. But in songs like these, you kind of need to, to a degree, you know. Because like, there's not enough to... in them. There's not aye, enough in them. Aye. It's not like a prog odyssey. Do you exactly. Know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's just it's a rock song. It's aye. a straight rock song. It needs, it needs to end, you know. Yeah. I, I, Aye, it's, it's, a, itself. it's a cliche and all that, yeah. but it does need to end like you know, whatever, da, 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 dum, or whatever, aye. you know, aye. Or, or at least you know, go back to something from that you recognize, you know, I just die, some, some sort of callback to where it, where it had been before, where but it started, aye. you know, how it should have ended, ah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> aye. Uh, and I should get sick of it, it goes, let me tell you. <laughs> That's going to be in every fucking podcast. Zucro, there's absolutely no cunt on earth talking about Zucro as much as we are right now. I'm and telling you, man, should review one of his albums. That needs to be a not episode. Too. Paul Young and Zucro, man, two albums. Oh, man. Man, don't put me through that, man. Don't put me through that shit. <laughs> oh, it's going to be done. It's going oh, to be mate, done. I'm trying to drink bleach. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> 
So the next song is absolutely anything. I had no idea this was actually on a soundtrack for a movie. Aye, I only found that out today. Yeah. Aye, it was on a soundtrack to a movie in 2015, a sci-fi rom-com with Simon Pegg and Katie Be- Kate Beckinsale. Um, What's it called? It was written and directed by Terry Jones. It's called Absolutely Anything. Oh, no, I've seen that. Ah, it's the name of the movie. Ah, it's, a, it's actually it's actually okay. It's not terrible okay. or anything. It's okay. I, I didn't realise that. Was, in fact, do you know what? Actually, that's right, because it's the end credits, I'm sure. Is it? Ah, because I've got a vague memory of me saying that sounds like Roger Taylor to Barbara Roger. when I was ah. watching it, and I was like, so that, that makes sense. Ah, right, okay. it was. Right. I don't know. So, because um, on the... On the lyric sheet, it says uh, dedicated to Terry Jones, and I'm I'm reading the lyrics, and I'm thinking, is it about Terry? Is he trying? To, is it about Python? And I'm look I'm looking at it, and some of the lines I'm thinking that ah, could be, and then the other ones I'm like, no, but that doesn't make any sense. Nah, and then I think it's just because it was directed and written by him, nah, so I was trying to find some meaning in the lyrics, and I kind of made a total arse of myself, going, ah, because this line's about Terry, and I was, it's a fuck, it's the fuck out of Damien, but um. But um, Terry Jones, fucking legend. Oh, rest fuck in, I. Everybody in Monty Python, man. Absolutely. Man. Rest in peace, man. Ah, um, so, um, absolutely anything. I, th- I think this is, again, another kind of, you know, wistful one and all that. But I think it's really nice. His voice is really, really, again, Beautiful. really, really soft on it. Anything else yeah. on, on this one? Um, uh, oh, Google, Paul. Uh, it's a, what are the lyrics about shiny, pointy things or something? I guess so, it, is that yeah. a, a reference to something in the film then? Shiny pointy thing? Aye, uh, it's kind of it's a sci-fi thing. So, uh, shi- well, shiny pointy funny things. A thousand pair of shoes. Th- a thousand pairs of shoes. So that's all. I, I can't say. remember what the film's about, but I, I remember there is a kind of there's like a kind of intergalactic or, or is war saying, sort of thing going ah, on. Right, so shiny that. pointy things. Aye, aye, right. Ah, right. Because I was wondering if it was that or it. Shit. He was aye, talking aye, about that's what he would buy this the woman he's singing to, you know, I'll buy you knives, shiny pointy furry <laughs> things and a thousand pairs of shoes or whatever. Yeah. It's it's beautiful and is this the one he kind of goes for the kind of falsetto kind of thing? I, I, I can't remember. Some of them are kind of bleeding into other ones and I'm not. Aye. I've got some I, I, I think his one. voice goes slightly high at certain right. bits and it's just, ah, it's beautiful, beautiful. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's a lovely kind of ballad thing. Yeah, I, I really like this. This is this is one of the, the you know the the big ones for me on this album. Yeah. Even though I can't remember, <laughs> I can't remember how he sings it. Aye, uh, but I, I remember yeah. I remember the sound of his voice and the way he sings certain mods, but I don't remember if it's this one or not. Um, but there's a really cool guitar riff at the end. Aye, yeah, yeah. I've wrote that here. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's really really nice. It's kind of like it's kind of very melancholic, but can I really just a lovely, lovely riff? And it, it was one of the ones because there's a lot of things on this album that just happen at once and then you don't hear them again and it moves on to something else, but it, it, it repeats enough that it, it satisfies you, if you know what I mean. Aye. It and it makes you want to go back and listen to the song again. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the guitar solo is dead. It comes in really unexpected. It's like, no, 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 no. It's kind of like, it's excellent as well. You know, the guitars. Um, if that's Roger playing that, then. I, I, I'm assuming it's not. It's not. It's a guitar, uh, additional electric and acoustic guitars by Jason Falloon. So, right. so um, well Jason done, Falloon, Jason. So. Aye. Aye, beautiful. It's a lovely solo. Really is great sound and all. Um, and there's a whisper by Joshua J McCray on it. So there you go. A whisper. <laughs> what a chocolate bar. <laughs> Could be that, mate. Just have a, a microphone there. <laughs> 
<laughs> aye, whisper. But in fact, was it not? It was flakes, Roger? It was a flake? There was a flake guy. Aye, 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 aye. Debbie Lang or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Is that not? Is he not still with her? Is it? Is that his wife? No, 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 no. They, 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 they finished. He's, 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 his wife is actually on this album. Actually, works very well. Kiss of death in, in a lot of cases, isn't it? When the wife gets aye, involved aye. again, because no, Joko Ono. Roger Subtle. I didn't he didn't give her a fucking 10 minute scream vocal solo. <laughs> la, 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 la. She basically Yoko Ono invented Grindcore, man. <laughs> Aye, man. Pretty much, man. So fair play to Yoko. Aye. After this, gangsters are running this world. Um again, another kind of wistful acoustic kind of one. Um so he says in Queen, we always try to be apolitical. I know that old excuse again. Uh, but when you have the freedom to express yourself as a single person, you can say what the hell you like, which is what which I've always tried to do. So many gangsters are running countries these days. So there you go. Fucking running every single one of them. <sighs> Fucking right. I, I again I like this song. It's again nice voice. Anything mm-hmm. else on it? Um it's okay. Right. I, I mean, it's, it's not offensive. It doesn't really, out of all the kind of more melancholic type ones on it, um, this one doesn't really hit the way a lot of the other ones do for me. It's just okay. I, I don't hmm. dislike it. I remember when it came out, because this came out as well, well in advance of the album. This, right, 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 yeah. And yeah. I remember I wasn't really that into it that much hmm. when I heard that. I thought, this, this song to me falls into the kind of old statesman rock guy. You know, right, if the whole right, album about, had been full of this... I would have been like, oh come on, but uh, but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I like I like the kind of thing in the lyrics where he's you know, he's saying, you know, obviously gangsters are running the world, you know. Um, but he's kind of singing about people just getting on with their lives and all that. It's like, you know, aye. you know, it's like quite empathetic about normal people, ordinary people, you know, just going through life and all that, you know. Well these well these absolute fucking assholes are you know, basically destroying the world, you know. There's, another, there's quite a cool line in it. So it goes quite, quite along the you shout but nobody listens or nobody hears, which I thought was not a pretty yeah. decent line as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, Something like that anyway. You can shout but never be heard. Nah, that's, that's it. I thought that was quite yeah. a good line, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the lyrics were better than the actual song. Aye, aye, that's, a, that's, that's maybe fair. Um, and I think that there's, there's very Waters-esque ways he delivers yeah. lines on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when he says the markets are trading up, he says, in madness and fear. Uh, and, you know, just madness uh, and fear. Oh, as, as I, I mean, told Watersism, yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, like, the, the, the Floyd is all over this album, uh, man. Oh, oh yeah. It's all very, over. very, and Journey's End, there's a lot of Waters. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, Floyd's aye. stuff, aye, um, aye. Waters. Definitely. Aye, but, um, but no, I, I think it's aye. I'm, I'm the same. I think it's, again... I like it. It's it's the most it's the most played one on the album on Spotify actually. Um, it's the most played one. Did you say? Uh, two hundred eighty-four thousand listens on that one. So that's really? maybe maybe because it was out. It's been out kind of, longer, out a longer kind of thing, you know. Aye, so, aye. Um, that would maybe explain that. But yeah, I know. I, I, I like it. I've not got too much more to sort of add to other, other than what you guys have already said. And then we get the last the last song of side side A. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing the whole LP thing. So. Um, which is we're all just trying to get by with, with Katie Tunstall. So, um, Joe, any thoughts on this one? This is for me, this and the gangsters tune are kind of a little bit of a lull in it so far. Right. I mean, for me, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I quite, I very much like other. I mean, even the rock song, um, it's got a bit, of, you know, a bit of balls to it and stuff. But this, this in the song before it is kind of a wee bit of a lull before it's for me before it starts to kick back up again. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. Um, it's it's a bit bland for me. It kind of lacks ideas. There's not enough in it for mm-hmm. me. There's, it's just very, very. I think there's like two or three bits in the whole song, and then it just repeats and then finishes. This is the one that Katie Tunstall sings on, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, she sounds nice on it, and like I agree with you, said David. I, I, she doesn't uh, overstay her welcome on it, you know. And, and the things that she does sing are uh, are complimentary to the backing track, I suppose. Um, sounds like Bowie to me as well. Very again, Rogers did this before in previous solo tracks where I can hear a, a definite Bowie influence. Oh, yeah, the way the way absolutely. you were talking about how he's trying to sound like Roger Waters and some, yeah. uh, to me, he's trying to, his uh, enunciation and phrasing is very Bowie on this song. I, I, I've, I've not noticed it much in this song, so I'll definitely look out for that when I when I listen to it again. But I, I tear it in spades on uh, Journey's End. Um, oh, I, so, I, so I, I like Blackstar vibe or something. Uh, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's a latter day, I think it's certainly, 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 I would, I, I'm more thinking about heaving kind of reality that that kind of period, which is a wee mm. bit before that. But I the, the same then the end of old boy's career, absolutely. Um but uh I this this um I, I do I do like this. I, I I do like it. I think it kind of works in the, the wee kind of ghostly bits that you know that Katie Tunstall does, you know, the I can't remember the exact words she sings, but she kind of just sings in the background and it's kind of just I no, I think it I think it really works in in no, I'm okay. I'm okay with this. And again, I think I'm experiencing this a wee bit different. Again, it's just it's weird how we, we experience music in it, you know, because obviously, like, I listen to this on Spotify, just the, the 12, 13 tracks, whatever it is. You've not got the physical media in front of you. Aye. Can add, so, uh, it's a whole so package, this, yeah. Aye, so this finishes off side one as well. So I think that's a nice wee one to finish off side one. And yeah, uh, yeah. walking over, you're flipping the vinyl and you're starting with gangsters are running this world, you know, they, they can add rocky one. So it seems... You know, I don't think Roger was thinking about vinyl and in, in, in fairness when he wrote the album or, or sequenced the album or anything, but it seems like a nice wee ending to like side one, if you know <clears> what I mean. It's almost like a wee break, you know, at that point. But it's just weird how we how these things can uh, can sometimes matter, you know. It's like oh, you know, completely because yeah. it's all just the same songs at the end of the day, but how you experience them, aye. Aye, and how aye. you experience them and you know, and and how you're listening to them and all that can make such a difference. Totally. But um no, do, I do like this. Do you think um Katie Tunstall's a wee bit underused on this. I think they could, they could, she could have been more involved in it. It's a bit like uh, Joan Ar- Armour trading and don't lose your head. Don't lose your head. <laughs> uh, I, why uh, even bother having her? I, I, yeah. I don't think so. I think... No, I think it's... I think she's... I think she's used appropriately in terms of like, you know... Aye. Like, oh, it's, 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 like, it's nice. It's just, you know... I wonder if there was... There's a version where she sings more in it and they harmonise more. I don't know, um, but because I, I think maybe I think maybe that was our remit, Rogers. Like I just I'm just looking for you to just a wee bit of colour. So I think some things yeah. she probably knew yeah. already that you know it was she wasn't to go away singing full verses or anything like that. You know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. um, yeah. that's his style anyway. Understated anyway, so mm-hmm. um, for a majority of the time, understated statesman. Not so much in the cross, right enough, but... Um. <laughs> that's, a, that's a cool name for him, man, the understated, <laughs> understated statesman of rock. <laughs> um, no, good good song. What, what does it say about this? Uh, it's, it's definitely got a very, a very lockdown vibe and all in it, this song. 
Aye, aye. I just try to get by. Well, well, that's interesting enough because he mentions uh, he mentions coronavirus and he's comment about the song. Mm-hmm. So he says um, it's the simplest statement, really. It's what every life force on earth is doing, just trying to get by and proliferate and exist. That's what all we are trying to do, from plants to animals to humans, trying yeah. to survive. Even though he's got a degree in biology, so even though even though that. Also, of course, we are in the middle of a bloody pandemic. I mean, you've got to say even the coronavirus is just trying to get by too. <laughs> That's a really kind of way we are looking at it because it's, it's a wipe living, us out, man. A living organism trying to do its thing, you know. Uh, so. <laughs> just try to try to try to stay alive, man. Uh, that's it. So. Um, so that's interesting. Um, then we go back to um, the gangs- gangsters are running this world, the purple version, um, and this is this is where it kind of the only other really rocker on it, you know. Um, and it's got that kind of we talked about the the kind of it's like that kind of funky. He's dead, dead, and and I never really minded it. It's, I mean, it's 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 bizarre to have something sound like this in twenty twenty one. You have to say, but I I, I, I it doesn't. Ruin it for me. I, I, there's, there's just a, oh, like a naive. There's a naiveness to that I, I really like. Actually, to be honest, Joe, you're looking. You're looking like no, no. I agree. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of know it's got some crap elements like the keyboards yeah, yeah. and that. But I think at the core, it, I think the fucking riff's great. Again, man, the riff's the riff's got some spice. It's not smoking the water. Do you know what I mean? It's got yeah. some spice. Absolutely. Um, and again, if Roger played the rhythm guitars on this, then the, well, you know the guy's a very, very good guitar player, rhythm guitar player. Roger played everything on this. There you only, go. Then. The only other uh, person on this is Roger's wife, Serena Taylor. So oh, right. she's doing on it. She's just doing backing vocals. Um, All right. Okay. So uh, everything's Roger on this, apart from. From his wife doing well, so man. So I'm playing the riff. I well, I mean, there you go, Roger. Great guitar player, man. Great. It's, it's a good. I mean, I would. Uh, I would probably say Brian May wasn't capable of writing a cool uh, a riff as cool as it <laughs> these days. Do you uh, know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. No, it's good stuff, man. Keyboards are a bit crap, but it's part of the charm. Aye. Yeah. It's, it's very. It's very. Uh, it's very shove it, man. Isn't it? It's like oh, aye, hundred percent. I would. I would even maybe suggest Strange Frontier. I know. Trapped in a time warp, but it's, yeah. it's, good, it's, it's good though. Yeah. If you like shove it and stuff like that, those aye. kind of aye. wacky rockers, then you'll like this. Aye. And even though they've a coda like gangsters aye. 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 this world. It's, it's kind of it sounds like a fucking soundtrack to an 80s movie. And it was <laughs> totally. We call it the two thousand The cop cars are starting to make us in that rift. The cops like screeching tires and all that. It's like gangsters. Movie would be called fucking gangsters or some shit. I don't want to hear it. You've got 24 hours. <laughs> it's like all that stuff. And it's like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Captain. Aye, the, 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 the captain. That's it. The, the I want your badge. I want your gun. It's like, <laughs> shove it up your ass. <laughs> and Roger's gangsters. That's <laughs> it's good shit. It's wacky rubbish. Aye. You know, all the guys our age would get this song, man. You know? Aye. Yeah, if somebody's really good, they'd fucking laugh at it. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if somebody's really good with, uh, you know, video editing and stuff, get some cool eighties like co- cop movie and put this over the top. I like and, the then edit, and edit a video. I'd hardly like James Woods. I'm just the Beastie Boys sabotage video. Just that would do the job. I um, that sounds more modern than this and the fucking sabotage was <laughs> in the mid-90s. 
But this has got a good sound, a good thick sound, and then the, aye, the double good. kick is good. The aye, that bit's when it comes in, it's really, really. He still tried rock the metal, which is cool, man. Aye, absolutely. So there you go, man. So um. We move on to isolation after this, and isolation is it's another one of these acoustic ones. And and again, we talked about this being out previously, and I'm not entirely sure exactly when, but we think it's possibly last year. We should have probably looked at it up and done research, but ah, yeah, research. Why would he want to do that, man? Pretty shite, man. I'm basically just reading off the Queen website here, man. It's my research on a phone. So this one, mate. <laughs> Keeping it real, man. Doing it live, mate. Doing it live, exactly, mate. Exactly. This is uh, the content. You- you're not paying for imagine you paid for this shit well, that's uh, what you're not paid for it I said that a few podcasts back you know people be, if it's been Patreon or something you know Jesus you know mm. we'd be getting lawsuits against us listen man I've listened to some podcasts that have got patrons and are fucking I, shockingly I, bad man we're doing okay here yeah and you're shouting at your device because right, I'm mate. getting everything yeah. wrong at least we're at least we sorry I'm using <laughs> Even just to ourselves, if, if nothing else, man. Aye. Laughing at is not with us. <laughs> um, he doesn't comment on isolation at all. There's, there's no, no yeah, it's pretty self explanatory yeah, anyway. Exactly. That, this is the one that's the melody is very much like uh, Jack of All Trades by Bruce Springsteen. And aye, is that the one you were saying, right? Yeah. Aye, aye, yeah. right, right. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna give that start song a listen. I give it a listen. That is, that is very similar. Aye. Yeah. That seems to be right. Roger's three ways to go: Bowie, Roger Waters, oh, oh, and Springsteen. Springsteen, Springsteen. Aye. Aye, aye. Aye. Floyd overall. Aye, can I, aye. Aye. Yeah, definitely. Um, and if you can hear, I suppose we we say that a lot about Roger stuff. But you know, if there's listeners out there that are actually hearing other artists that they can recognise, not mention it on Twitter. Aye, you know, aye, aye, I think sometimes we, you know, that's that's just it. That's just our musical frame of reference, you know. But there might be absolutely. something else that you you can hear that that's going on, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's happening in that. Um, so isolation is completely and utterly him. There's no other people on that, you know. Um, you know, in terms of other musicians, um, but no, a, a decently song, and it's quite obvious what it's about. I think he's, 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 yeah, he's on kind of, the nose. Uh, he's kind of hopeful. Yeah. He's kind of hopeful when we come out, ah, uh, you know, lockdown that we'll all be better human beings. And I don't think that's a sad. Nah. That, no, it's I've seen, I've seen the opposite. It's actually it's the other way, yeah. Which is I've seen the worst in folk. <laughs> nah, it's not the best. No, nah, no, it's, it's, it's not very good. People equal shit. They fucking <laughs> die. <laughs> like Slipknot, say. <laughs> That's a fucking great song, man. <laughs> uh, fucking raging. Slipknot, man. Slipknot and Zuckerow on a Roger Taylor <laughs> podcast. There you are, man, right there. You'll never get that in any other podcast. I Only know. at the lap in the lap of the, I don't even know the name of a podcast, man. <laughs> I've just I've just stopped talking. Oh, don't I'll make it even more bizarre. Crossed out the power violence band. That's never aye, happened, right? Crossed there, out, man. mate. Aye. Battle of disarm, mate. Battle of disarm. MVD, like Pink Flamingos. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the power violence band dropped dead. But I would. Uh, so if you like trusty, if you like trusty punk, go and check the bands out. Um, and then we get the clapping song. Now, Joe, you were quite venomous about this song in the first uh, listen about the clapping song. Has that changed in any way for you? That shit, man. I don't you like would, anything about this, would, man. You would rather have the clap, wouldn't you? I, I would give you the clap again, again <laughs> for the third time. <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's just shit, man. I mean, it's, I mean. <laughs> Aye, shite. I've got nothing else really to say about it. I'm assuming this is something, this is from his kind of childhood. Aye. Do I hear what he says about it then? Dances and all that. Aye, go. Right. He says, I love the original by Shirley Ellis. Uh, It's just so joyful and simple. 
it's got a swing to it, and I've tried to recreate that swing using an ancient drum kit. I think you use one from the 60s. That seemed to read, read that somewhere. Oh, um, like that would matter, really. <laughs> it was just a real pleasure to do that song. It's like a playground nursery rhyme for kids. So I think, he, he likes it. It's part of his childhood, yeah. so fair enough. I think but, it's shit, but I've got it, a connection to it. It does sound good. I mean, the, oh, it sounds it good sonically. Sonically, it's huge. See, you know, it's but, well, this is the thing for me. Uh-huh. See how it starts with the horns and the guitar and all that? The aye. Day, aye. Day, day, it's cool, man. Like, man, this is this a good, good funky kind of soulful, it's got, rock, good, soulful good rock song, and then it just stops. Yeah. Six, nine, six, nine, the monkey got <laughs> drunk. <laughs> it's just I, I get why he's done it man it's, it's something yeah. that he's you know that he's fond of from his childhood and all that yeah. so I, can't, I mean but for me as a listener nah it doesn't belong in the album at all for me it's, it's kind of takes you out takes you out of it a little bit Aye, aye, aye. See that, aye. the rock songs could do that as well but they're, they're of a better aye. quality but they're of a better yeah. quality yeah, ultimately yeah. so and I, I, that has the, that has the shame because I do agree with you, Paul. It's almost if like he took that vibe, aye, and wrote his and own song, wrote his own song round about that aye. vibe and it had the, the big, the big horns and yeah. all that because that would have been a really interesting song for Roger to do his own composition. We, we like a, a kind of soulful rock song, you know. Mm-hmm. That would have been something a wee bit different from maybe. Aye, it would have been. Um, you know, um, but nah, I'm not. The thing is, I I don't think it's great or anything, but okay, it's, it's not it's not at the point that I think it's terrible or anything. It's just I've actually not even skipped it in any of the listens or anything. I've just been listening, going, ah, it's just like it is. But ah, it's it's not the, it's not the Invisible Man or Rain Must Fall. You know what I mean? Where uh, you want to fucking smash your <laughs> stereo in, but it's just shit. <laughs> aye, aye, just not doing it. Aye, um, three tracks left. Outsider is the the title track uh, on this one. So Outsider is about bullying and not being in the in crowd. It's kind of harking back to school, but we've all had that in some part of our lives. Everyone's an outsider at some point. They feel excluded or picked on. So there you go. Agreed. Yeah. Again, there's a wee bit. I like the, the kind of church organ in this in the background. Yeah. It's kind of nice like organ. really, really nice sound. It's not like a Hammond or dirty organ. It's just, a, you know, what yeah. something you get, like a church organ, basically. Um, and this is... Um, Nice organ, Roger. I'm sure he's heard that a few times. Anything you want to can I, can I say about this one? To me, this is kind of Springsteen vibes as well. Yeah, especially mm. the bit when it yeah. goes, feels like I'm on the outside looking. Uh, uh, kind of I've spring- uh, totally total, fucked up the rhythm yeah. with that, but you know. But, of, but, uh, um, the melody uh, and stuff yeah. like that. Again, yeah, yeah. the delivery is very Springsteen. Um, yeah. Aye, this, this is okay. I, 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 don't, I don't dislike it. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Can I... It matches the the narrative of a lot of the material on it. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. but it's got yeah, yeah. a good uh, melody and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I, it gets a pass for me. I yeah. yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Nice, it's a good tune. Then we come to Foreign Sand, and obviously Foreign Sand was on Happiness. You know Roger Taylor's nineteen ninety four album. Um, and I, I wasn't really sure why he did it again, but of course he is. He does comment on that. He does. Uh, so I explain his reason for, for doing it again. Um, he said, I just think people needed to hear the real kernel of the song. I felt the original was a bit over-arranged and over-orchestrated. I like that John Lennon type of thing. Uh, sorry, I like that John Lennon thing of stripping things down so you hear the kernel of an idea instead of dressing it up too much. I mean, the original version is it's, it's very grand in production and all that. The drums are really big and all that. It's really, really kind of... 
it, it sounds expensive, if you know what I mean. Aye, that sounds the, like low the, key. The aye. aye, the production sounds yeah. really like you know they spent a lot of time and money on it. Um, it could just but, be that he's a lino bastard and he didn't have enough material, so he just redid one of one of his songs. <laughs> could that could that also well. be that. Yeah. Oh shit, I've not got enough. Ah, fuck it. I'll just do this. I'll just do this <laughs> one again, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but it's nice. I think this is a nice song. It's a nice song in happiness as well. I mean, we've not done a podcast on happiness yet. We will do that at some point in the future and then talk about the version on that at some point. So we're doing the Roger Arms completely out of sequence here, you know, because of this new release. So mm-hmm. that's all right. That's all good. We'll go back Aye. and we'll go back and talk about the other, the other three that we've not talked about. I think there's another cross album to talk about as well. So there you go. So plenty more Roger coming your way. Um, yep. Brian can for- keep his. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you can keep that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I think this is nice. It's a lot shorter than the the one on happiness as well. So it's kind of just a nice week. And anything else on this one, Paul? Ah, it's a it's, it's a nice uh, nice wee arrangement. I I don't know the one in happiness, uh, right. but yeah, Matt. So I've, I've got no frame of reference. But I I, I really do like this. Um, the acoustic's really nice on it. Um, playing is that is that Roger himself or is it do you know sorry uh, acoustic guitars by Jim Cregan right so yeah some nice go. playing very tasteful so um, go, nice vocal bit melody and all and Roger sings it really nice right, so it could be song man definitely yeah. I've um, got sorry David Oh, no, I was just going to say on outside uh, the bass and additional guitars bar by Jason Falloon, again, the, the boy that was on earlier on. Um, the clapping song, the saxophone, Steve Hamilton, trumpet, Ben Edwards, and trombone, Mike Kersey. So, again, horns sound really good on that, in fairness, but mm. I just thought it'd be good to give them a shout-out. So, sorry, Joe. No, no, sorry. Uh, I found sand. Uh, uh, this one's one of the one of the better ones on, the, uh, on it for me, yeah. one of the low-key numbers. I really enjoyed this one, actually. It's got a, lot, a real um, Floyd vibe again for me. This this has got a, a lot of Floyd happening. His voice is fucking excellent, man. You know what I mean? And it's quite ballsy, you know, because like you know, a lot of these songs are stripped back so much that his voice is very much on display. And for a guy, you know, his age and stuff like that, you might you know you might be inclined to hide behind you know like big strings and and, and stuff like that. But obviously, I hide it, yeah. He, he's very bare on a lot of this album and I mean it just shows how good the guy still is you know he, he's still got a beautiful sounding voice he's timbre his voice is still fantastic very rich very aye 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 oh. it, it, he's still got the feeling in his voice when he sings and I still get the same feeling when I listen to him yeah. sing that I did when he was in Queen back in the day oh yeah. alright he's not hitting colossally high notes but that doesn't need to happen need to. Yeah. he doesn't need to do it the guy's just got a very soulful voice uh Aye, it's just I, I, I'm like Paul. I don't have the reference uh, from the other one it's on happiness, yeah. the original. But no man, I, I really enjoyed this track. It's actually interesting when because um, I, I put I put it on again just to kind of remind myself of the song. Um, I, I'd heard it before and all that, but it was just to kind of um, I hadn't listened to it for a while basically. Mm-hmm. And there is a big difference between their voices. You know, 1994 Roger compared to 
2020 oh, manager, you know, as you'd expect, but not in not in a <laughs> drastically bad way or anything. It's just they're just different, you know, different different ages completely and stuff. Absolutely. Like that. Um, so there is a difference, and I think um, I think for this, if you were to pick one thing about this album, you're only allowed to say one good thing about this album. It's Rogers singing. Rogers' quality, of, uh, aye, quality in his voice. It's, voice it's that me. through the whole thing, and and that's what's so pleasing about it because I suppose there always is a little bit of. Uh, it probably wasn't to any meaningful degree, but there was a, there's always a wee bit of trepidation when, you know, anybody that's a singer that's aging and you hear their new material, you're always kind of get that little, what are they going to sound like, you know, and is it, you're going to start hearing the hearing the kind of changes in the voice. And with Roger, I just, I, I totally agree. He just sounds, still sounds fucking great, you know. That's Aye. what I'm saying. I think he could, whether he's got the physical, at a certain point, the physical ability to go out and tour and, and play live again on stage, you know, that, that that's up to him and how fit he is going into his later 70s. But um, but in terms of being able to sing <laughs> stuff, you know, and have other people maybe play the instruments and all that, he arranges the songs. And I, I don't know, I think he could still go another one or two albums, you know, after this, if this is the nick of his voice at the moment, you know. I suppose the material determines it, doesn't it? You know, if he, yeah, you yeah. know, but saying that, the rock numbers, he sounds fucking great in them as well, so. Absolutely, yeah. aye, aye, so who knows, you know, but, um, but I think this is the one he does the full set of win. He does, I think it is. Yeah. is I think That's it's John, uh, yeah. John, sorry, Foreign Sand, aye. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just looked at my notes there, I wrote Foreign Stand. <laughs> Last song, Journey's End. Um, again, nice piano at the start, much like the opener of the album, Tides, and uh, very Floyd esque, very Bowie esque. There's lots going on in this, and I, and I, and some of I mean, I think I picked out this one as having some of this sort of hackneyed kind of phrases <laughs> and stuff like fly like an eagle, right, and, like an eagle. you know, yeah. we've heard that a million times, but when you get beyond that and you know what that. You know, you can you can get beyond it and just appreciate the song for what it is and what it's trying to say. And and um I think it's I think it's lovely. I think it's a lovely song. Yeah. And and the video was really cool to see because I hadn't seen it like I say till today. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a really lovely video to accompany the, the the song. And I might be wrong. Somebody might be able to correct me on it. I might be wrong, but see the lady that's dancing on the stage with the guy. Mm-hmm. I think that's Roger's wife. Ah, right, okay. Oh, right, I think right. that's Roger's wife. Um, because when I was looking, I seen Serena Taylor. I wasn't sure if it was his daughter or, right. you know, and so I Googled in it and she's, uh, you know, she she came up on, you know, um, and looking at her and then looking at the lady in the video. Mm. I'm like, oh, you're very similar looking. So ah, she's got quite a lot of makeup on in the video. Ah, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he, he Roger kind of approaching, kind of walking towards yeah. like almost like the stage where they're kind of dancing and stuff. Mm. So I, I could be wrong. So if anyone knows different, just, you know, jump on Twitter and say you're talking shit, David. So, yeah, you could uh, be right, mate. <laughs> I'm inclined to think uh, you're correct. Yeah. So that's it. And uh, the, the cover, the cover was actually uh, drawn by his daughter, Tiger Lily. So it's all that actually oh. did the artwork in the cover as well. So um, I think it's quite clearly just trying to kind of surround themselves with things that's comforting them and you know mm. what I mean surround themselves with his family and get them to get involved and stuff in very subtle ways not kind of shoving it in anyone's face you know mm. which is which is always again we've yeah. talked about we've talked I think the thing we've said about this album a few times is the subtlety and I think that's what's, what Roger's doing now he's, he's actually been quite subtle with his, his art um, <laughs> you know it, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to play this to Roger back in 1990 when Mad Bad and Dangerous to Know was getting recorded saying 
this is you in uh, 30 years, mate. <laughs> you, know, um, but, you know, just because how on the nose and how like, kind of like ridiculous, you know, I, and then lyrically lyric right? and, uh, you know, just and all the rest of it. But I mean, he talks about, he talks about that and I know, I know, I know. He basically says, I, I was, I was a like, a fucking rock star dickhead, basically. That's kind of what he's saying in that song as well. So, you know, I think he would look back and they say, I, that's, I was just a, I think, what does he call himself? He calls himself, let me just look at that, sorry. Uh, a ball bag. A ball bag. Or maybe it's not this song. Maybe Some stupid not, bimbo not. in a fast car, by any chance. <laughs> <laughs> Some stupid bimbo in a... <laughs> no, it's actually not. It's not, I know, I know. It's more kicks. Um... I was looking for a party. I was, ah, yeah, I was, I was headed for I was, disaster. I was a son of a gun. I was young and stupid. You know, I felt no pain. You know, I was looking for trouble. You know, that kind of stuff. So that's I'm reflecting on the days. I think a wee bit like, you know, living fast and all that and all that kind of stuff. But um, Journey's End, very, very reflective kind of song. And so what does Roger say about it? The, th- the best thing in the video is his skull. Cain. Um, Ah, the close up with the skull cane. Well, we, ah, that's that's. Well, we, I want one of those. Ah, that's cool, man. I'll I'll break your leg so you can. Ah, you, 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 require, you require one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll chip in and buy your skull cane. After we break your leg. <laughs> um, I because I, I I was maybe looking a wee bit too much into it because when I saw the video the day and it showed and it showed you the close up of that and it had the skull on it. I started to think is that the mortality thing again because obviously like you know it's yeah. all very reflective about you know how close to being you know to the end and all that kind of stuff and so Roger says of Journey's End it has a quite whimsical rather fatalistic atmosphere um, it's basically about thoughts of mortality it, it is a sort of acceptance of the fact that this is a journey and that journey will come to an end it's a no very mus- <laughs> it's a very musical piece with a sense of finality about it but a sort of optimistic finale. So, yeah. So he's very much reflecting on its imminent death. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we hope that's not going to be the case, but Roger's still, still around and being, being as bitter as he ever is about everything. He's so bitter he'll never die, man. The same as Roger Waters, man. He'll, he'll live to about 300 because he's so bitter. He's too bitter to die. <laughs> Sounds like fucking. Sounds like maybe a hate me or something too, but too bitter to die. Or or a James Bond movie. Or a James Bond movie. Can you imagine Roger Day in the future? Too bitter to die. Roger Schroeder, a Bond fucking theme man. That would have been fucking amazing. Ah, that would have been amazing, man. Shy keyboards. Looks like a fucking Bond villain these days. He does, especially in that video. Um, but no, that, this, this song, I think this song is, like I say, probably ties in this, at the moment, are my two favourites on the album. Um, Beautiful song, really is. And uh, anything else to say? To me, hands, hands down, this is the best song on it. Right, this is your ultimate favourite, right? Aye, like, because you kind of, this, this kind of, you kind of feel yourself kind of getting kind of lost in this. Yeah. Whereas there are, there, I do agree, Tides has got a similar vibe to this, mm-hmm. where it's kind of like, um, it's much more built on atmosphere rather than yeah, a hook. Kind of sucks you in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cinematic. It's kind of yeah. cinematic. Um, and for that, I, I think that's, I mean, Queen would have never, I know I'm going back to Queen again, but Queen would have never did something like this because no, no. it's almost too, yeah. uh, without Slant Kings, you know, obviously our favourite fucking band, yeah, but, yeah. but they were never known to be subtle. 
and this is yeah. way, way too subtle. And I think that's I think that's the thing. Um, I mean, we've not done the, the Brian May albums, and and look, I'm going to say it right. We probably will get to um, Back to the Light and um, Another World um, at some point. But we'll, we'll we'll do these albums. We're Back to the Light. Um, we've all heard it, you know, and just it's probably no surprise to listeners. It's not our thing at all. Um, but I think if we do do that pod, we will we will try and be as as calm as possible. I think we'll probably approach it like we approached the medical one, where there will not be any swearing, and there'll we'll not be laugh. any there'll not be any personal attacks on Brian May. We'll just uh, we'll just we'll just see how disappointed we are in him. Um, not disappointed in myself. I'm disappointed in you, you, fuckers. fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, stupid pretend pop star. I could have to write some poetry. <laughs> um, so we're all come to them but what was what was the point I was going to make um, the thing is about Brian's stuff when you listen to Back to the Light a lot of them you could hear how they would end up Queen songs oh, quite, quite, oh, quite yeah. obviously how they would end up Queen songs whereas with Roger's stuff you're like how, how would this translate Aye. and I don't know if that's because Roger's more free it's kind of like I think, I think I'm sure Roger talked about this before or maybe it's Roger's another classy. Roger's classier man I, I I don't think it's Roger that talked about this before. It's another complete other band, you know, and I'm getting all mixed up. But I think it was Roger that says, you know, you bring in your song and then the rest of the band just fucking take it and tear it apart and you're just watching your song getting, you know, brutalised brutalized by the, the band and all that. You know, and it's like, I mean, it's, it's kind of up to you, like what ones you want to offer up almost. They say, right, well, fine, I'll, I'll give this to the band, but these other ones are... You know, I'm keeping these are mine because you want to keep them pure to their original source. That's it. So, but I think with Brian, I think Brian, I think Roger was probably more open to, "Ah, you know what, fine, just just do the Queen thing with it. Whereas I think Brian was probably a bit more, this is what I've wrote. And do you know what? I just need you to do this and I need you to do that because the songs, I I would see Brian be a bit more militant about this is my song and I I don't, you know, this is the way I want it. And, you know, it's funny because I remember, um, was it Brian talking about Roger? It was, and apparently um, Brian was an interview thing. If I find it, I'll, I'll send you it. But it was mm-hmm. him saying that Roger and him would constantly fight because no matter what Brian played, Roger would always tell him to play something else. So, mm-hmm. so obviously Roger did have a little bit of, a bit of like, uh, no, you're not playing that in my song. You're yeah, playing, yeah. yeah. I, even, not even necessarily on, on his on his songs on on Queen songs Other in general. Ones. Apparently, yeah, yeah. he would he would always be fighting constantly. Yeah, yeah. It was never an easy ride with him and Roger when mm. it came to... And I think that's bits. I think that's probably why Roger played a lot of guitars on his own songs and you know, probably thinking, do you know what, this is my song, this is the way I want the guitar, so I'll just play them myself, you know? Aye, aye, and, absolutely. You know, aye. So, you know, like, you know like, fight from the inside and, you know, and, you know, more of that jazz, all these kind of songs, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It may have been, and like you said, it may have suffered if Brian had played them. Absolutely. And, you know, like we, talk, we talked about Sheer Heart Attack, the song, how Roger plays it very choppy. I, oh like, yeah, yeah. yeah there's no frills yeah. in the way he plays no, it. It's no, just very no. choppy chord power chords. Yeah, yeah. Brian did it. I mean, he did it live. He, he, he kind of rocked it. Like a 12, 12 bar blues kind of thing. I, almost like I do. still quite it's like still it. cool. Ah, yeah, but it's, it loses a bit of the aggression the way Brian Aye. plays it. You know, yeah. um, too much finesse almost when Brian Aye. plays it. When Roger that's plays it like a caveman. Do you know? What Aye, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's a that's a good way of describing it, actually. Um, but no, I think we'll we'll wrap things up here. I I think this is this is an album we. We'll probably all three of us will come back to you know. I'm, I'm not done with it yet. I think there's another few listens I've I've got to it before I put it in the shelf and aye, you know, agree, and, and, and put yeah. it away for a, for another time kind of thing. So I mm-hmm. think it'll probably sit sit spinning away for a for a for a week or two yet. Um, 
So yeah, it's good because I, I I was kind of worried. I'll be honest. After you know when we first listened to it and our initial reactions that we're going to come back and kind of be the same and just be mm-hmm. a bit like, yeah, this is this is not very good. And and I'm glad. And it's not been forced in any way. It's interesting because none of us have talked about this album. None no, of us have no, talked no, about. No. We've not been in group chats or anything to to influence each other's opinion on it. So we've all individually came to the same conclusion that it's definitely improved on listening you know, follow listening and stuff. So that's really cool. Um, but no, this is, this is, I, I would, I would agree with Joe and the rating of it and stuff. I think this is a very good album. Um, and uh, yeah, it actually makes me want to kind of go on, go on a bit of a Roger, kind of down a Roger Wormhole a wee bit, you know, and yeah. Rabbit Hole even, I would say, well, on the Wormhole, Rabbit Hole, let's say Rabbit Hole. And, you know, start, you know, going through his, even his, you know, Kiss Happiness and Electric Fire, I've not, I've not listened to him in a, and probably in a wee while, so. And I couldn't find. I was I was looking through my my CDs and stuff, and I found Happiness, and I can't find Electric Fire. And I know it's all on Spotify, right enough, but I don't know what the hell I've done with my Electric Fire CD. So anyway, that's just me just talk waffling shit now. So a bit melted next to the Electric Fire, mate. <laughs> oh, can't do it tomorrow night, mate. <laughs> oh, that's, that's shit, man. Oh, that's, yeah, that's crap, mate. Just shoot me, mate. Three bar Electric Fire, mate. Aye, <laughs> old school coven. That's to be the name Marvel. of the album. Three bar electric fire. <laughs> and then just Who the fuck's put the three bars on? Get it off. <laughs> Who can't fucking dad, afford that? Try it on me the money. That's a legitimate fucking statement that came out my dad's mouth, mate. I, oh, Who the fuck put three bars on that? <laughs> Do you know one of my earliest memories? Um, Bump next is, to the three bar fire. Well, nearly. Not a day with my dad, though, but I nearly did get burnt. One of my earliest memories was the three-bar fire being on in the, in the tenement that we lived in um, before we moved. And three-bar fires on it, and I had these knitted... Uh, knitted um Slipper things. Right. I don't know what age oh, I was. Catch And my feet were, were cold, so I put them up next to the fire, like, oh, like next to them, to, to heat them up. And I just Help. remember seeing the wool going all black. So I must have just had enough sense just to take them off the, uh, yeah, the yeah. fire, but I remember seeing the wool going. Fuck, <laughs> man. You can't really, melt it onto your feet, man. I know, so oh, I really... Mom, I really I spontaneously combusted. <laughs> That's right. fucking three-year-old, like, fucking running about on fire and a terrible <laughs> fucking house. <laughs> so, oh, aye, anyway, electric fires, you ass. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't, I don't know. We'll be, we'll be keeping any of this anyway. Well, that was an electric fire. That was a gas fire, right enough. <laughs> Do you remember my dad used to have the cow of gas because he was too tight to use the electric fire? I cunt. <laughs> and I used to have to cart the bottles, man. <laughs> to the garage to get the fucking, fucking old prick. <laughs> tight old cunt, man. Aye. Aye, three bar. I'm saying three bar. Aye, it was three, three bar gas fire. It was like, I was, they were gas. They uh, weren't. No, the, the ones that were built into the wall. I actually so I had one in my old flat, maybe. Aye, aye. Aye, the, the actual fucking. I, th- I, think I, had, I think I had an electric fire or not, but. No, wasn't it? That was the gas one. The one, the, the no, one you'd have to. I think, I think there might have been a time when we couldn't pay the gas bill or something, because we definitely <laughs> didn't have a fire. All right. Okay. An electric fire at some right. point. And that, uh, my mum used to put it in the room to heat up the room when we were going to bed because, like, aye, there was potential heating and all that. And, aye. Yeah, we I, definitely had one. Because uh, when I stayed when I stayed in government with my old man, we had the fucking the, the wire fucking three bar number. No, the fucking aye. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I stayed in my mom Rock Hill, we had the, the, the three the three 
like fucking aye, it's, it's square like the plates. number. Aye, 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 Kind of square things. Aye, 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 Fucking talking about fires, old bricks. <laughs> so let's do a podcast on fucking old uh, fires. Do you, rem- do you remember things? <laughs> <laughs> no, really. I don't even remember what I had for my fucking dinner, but I remember that. That's pure Alzheimer's kicking in, man. Aye, man. We're all for it, man. We're all for it. So, uh, aye, so that is... Uh, that's outsider. I mean, I think there's been people talking about it on Twitter. I've I've seen a few things, but I've been trying to avoid people's opinions on it. So I've seen it on Twitter on the the lap pods. I kind of been kind of skimming past them. I've been just liking a few things. Um, I don't know what Paul's been doing with it, but I've been trying not to get too influenced on other people's opinions on it and just kind of try and form my own one. Um, so now that we've done that, we can certainly engage with you on the on our feelings on the album, and um. Myself and Joe are going to head down to Liverpool uh, very soon to see Roger. Um, that'll be in a few days. Sadly, Paul's Paul's uh, got an, an engagement with his son, mm-hmm. which is his, his, what is he, 13? 14. 14th oh. birthday. Oh, that's a good reason for missing it. Uh, I said, Joe, Joe, <laughs> do you want to go and see Roger Taylor as a present? He said, no. So. <laughs> well, at least he tried, mate. The, the gift that keeps on giving. Tried, yeah. <laughs> so uh, myself and Joe will be heading down to Liverpool, and um, I've well, I've actually stuck something. By the time this goes out, um, no, actually, actually, by the time this goes out, it will still be live. I've actually put something up on uh, on the Lapos Twitter, and it's a speak pipe uh, thing. So just to leave your review of the gigs. So if you're going to see Roger Taylor live at any of the gigs on the tour. Leave your little comments on the gig. Give me a review of the gig. Any experiences you had at the gig. Anything at all that you think is interesting about your experience of it. Leave a sound clip and we'll include it in a future pod because myself and Joe are going to come back and we're going to talk about it on a pod and Paul's going to basically grill us on it and ask us, you know. Aye, that'd be cool actually. Aye, so, aye, excellent. So we're going to hand it over to Paul. Paul will grill us and then we'll, we'll get your, your thoughts on the gig um, as well. The gig's in there, including the podcast. So it's a bit of a, bit of a Roger marathon right now, but that's, yeah. that's all good. I'll be asking questions like, so how much was it for a pint of Guinness at the bar? Mm. <laughs> All the really important questions. Aye. What about the merch? Was, what was it for a t-shirt? Aye, Aye. Robin bastard. How fat was the crowd? <laughs> <laughs> Aye. Uh, how old was the crowd? Aye. Was <laughs> there anyone went... with hair or dark hair? Or was it all just bald and grey? <laughs> In fact, we went to see Roger. David and Paul, we went. Oh, David, uh, and Paul. We, I should have said we. What year? What year was that? Was that the nineties? Ninety-eight. Eight, I think. In the garage. Uh, uh, in the garage. Ninety-eight or ninety-nine. It might have been ninety-nine. But and I, it was in the garage. It was fucking excellent, man. Excellent. It was. And then, no. and then we went to see Brian May, and it was pretty tragic. Apart from the Bright the Bright Rock solo, that was the reason we went. But uh, it was and really the, and the guitar solos and the other songs that you you uh, want to hear. You know, uh, uh, and then like uh, the the, 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 the the music, I suppose. No, um, uh, but I uh, know, so we're going to go to Liverpool. But no, sadly, Paul, there'll be no drinking because we're driving down, seeing yeah. the gig and driving oh, right back. So no tomfoolery. No, we no booze. And I've been off the booze for a long, uh, over two months now. So, uh, oh, good, good one, so. mate. Nice one. Aye, aye. Slips with a can. 
<laughs> so no, looking forward to looking forward to the gig, man. I think it'll be cool. And I've got right. some there's some things about the set. I'm trying not to look at the set list. I am trying not to look at the set list. I've already seen some things on Twitter, uh, so I know I've, some of the I've, I've seen the set list. Uh, so I've seen some of the some things about it, and I'm like, yeah. I've heard it's a good. I've heard <laughs> all I've heard about the set list is it's meant to be good. So yes, I, I, but I don't know what he's playing. So I'm keeping yeah, that. I, I don't want to be. Very good. Very I want to be surprised when I hear. I'm it. the same. I, I want. I want to kind of anticipate what's coming next rather than know what's coming next. Kind of. Aye, so absolutely. Keep it all kind of. But anyway, we'll be back. We'll be talking about Roger live. Um, I don't know. Really know when that podcast will come out. It'll come out after the tour's finished because I want to give everyone a chance that's that saw Roger on the tour to leave their their voice their voice recordings and um, so it'll probably come out in a few few weeks time maybe two or three weeks time and we'll talk about Roger live and and hope that this isn't his last tour and he actually does something more before he decides to call it a day so anyway Outsider if you've not bought the album I suggest you do because the guy needs the money I mean come on Aye. you know it's down, it's down to his last 200 million come on That's now it. You know, so, up. He, he needs some new robot centuries at his house in Cornwall. I do. Get, get your hands in your pockets. <laughs> um, the, the money. Fucking no. No. <laughs> money. Money. Who the fuck's that meant to be, man? It's maybe Me? Bob Geldof. It's really a tragic kind of... I'm saying that Bob Geldof's a tragic, tragic bastard, so that was a well. tragic impersonation for a aye. tragic bastard. So well done, We're going to just finish from this. A, but... From a tragic bastard. I listened to it by three tragic <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck we better wrap this fucking nonsense Aye. up man so we're just going to finish this podcast by saying fuck Bob Geldof anyway Aye. take care of yourselves Aye. fuck him goodbye <laughs> Jimmy Neil <laughs>